When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We're just, we're, 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 dra- we're we are drawing out this, uh, this NFL season, aren't we? Uh, we, we thought we'd come at you, uh, with a, a morning four hour show. Uh, no Matthias Kiwanuka, no Mike Tannenbaum. They're off today. Hopefully down in South Florida playing golf somewhere, uh, where it's nice and cozy and warm. Because as we know, the last 24 hours has been absolutely brutal here. But get this. It's supposed to be in the 50s today. <laughs> what is going on? By the way, Tom and Julian are producing the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Tom, can you believe that? It was like, so yesterday morning, like around 6 a.m., I woke up. I was like, and I have to whisper because I actually have an Alexa here in my studio. So I'm like, Alexa, what's the temperature outside? And, uh, and of course in, in Alexa fashion, she says, oh, it's, um, 11 degrees outside, but with wind chill, it feels like it's negative five. That was yesterday. Well, the good news is we weren't in that like Mount Washington, New Hampshire, where the wind chill was like a U.S. record of minus 105 degrees outside. So at least we didn't have to deal with that. So I feel bad for the people of New Hampshire for having to deal with that, but. It was still very bitterly cold yesterday. Yes, but it's going to be 50 today. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, what, what, what this world has become, I tell you. Listen, I'm not complaining about it. I'm excited about it. Um, so, uh, so there's that. So um, no Matthias Kiwanuka, no Mike Tannenbaum, but we will have Rich Samini as well as Jordan Renan. Uh, stop in with a quick visit. We'll talk to Rich Samini about the Jets. Uh, reports out there is that the Jets have no intention of trading Zach Wilson, even though they are in the market for a veteran quarterback to bring him in and potentially start this coming, or I should say next coming, uh, NFL season. So we'll get an update from Rich Samini, what's going on with the Jets. And it's, a, it's, it's about that time as well, now that teams, of course, that have... Uh, are, are out of the, the Super Bowl, out of Super Bowl contention. Uh, they start focusing, obviously, in, on the draft, getting ready for the draft. Before we know it, uh, teams are going to be in Indianapolis for the Combine, uh, which is my favorite week of the, of, of the year, and, um, and getting ready for their drafts. So, you know, it's, and, and it's a different year, right, for both the Jets and the Giants, considering that they, they both did okay, Right? Like, I want to say what Giants are at 26 or 27, something like that, in regard to the draft order. I'll call that up. And um, and the Jets, a little better situation. Uh, but here we go. Let me go rounds. So um, so the Jets are, are, dra- are drafting at 13. And the Giants are at 25. So that's where it stands right now. The, uh, the Bears have the first pick in the NFL draft. They're with Justin Fields. I do not expect them to draft a quarterback, I think, based on what we saw from Justin Fields this year. And I'll, I'll use that oh-so-familiar phrase that I used for Daniel Jones this season, making chicken salad out of chicken poop. What's he playing with? So uh, you could say the same thing with Justin Fields, you know. Um, you had Darnell Mooney who uh, who – was inactive a good portion of the second half of the season. So, uh, so I, I do expect the bears to, to trade that number one overall pick, uh, for one of the very talented quarterbacks uh, that are a, a number of them that are coming out this year. This is a good year for the bears to have the number one pick and, uh, and should get some good draft capital in exchange for that number one overall pick. Because as we know, what happens, teams fall in love with certain players and then, of course, they want to give up the world to go get them. Um, hence, uh, the 49ers last year. And uh, and then you've got the Texans, the Cardinals, the Colts. Uh, Seattle is sitting there at five. By the way, Seattle is, is uh, in negotiations trying to work out a long-term deal with Geno Smith. They like what they saw from Geno Smith last year, so that's pretty interesting. 
And of course, Detroit is up there. Watch out for Detroit. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Detroit is, I love their head coach. I love Dan Campbell. Uh, golf, what a season he had offensively, defensively. Watch out for this Detroit Lions team. That's all I got to say. Uh, Raiders are up there. Atlanta, Carolina. And then how about this? The rich getting richer. The Eagles sitting there at 10. I tell you, and the Eagles have, have a few picks, right? So they have, so the, so the Eagles are drafting at 10 and, you know, obviously they'll, they'll have a pick, uh, depending on, you know, who wins, uh, they'll have, uh, they'll, they'll be drafting next to last or last, uh, in this draft class as well. But, but Eagles are sitting there at top 10 ridiculous. So again, the, uh, the jets are sitting there at 13, the Giants are sitting there at 25. So that's that's where uh, that's where that's what it looks like right now. Uh, so we'll we'll hear from Rich Samini. We'll hear from Jordan Renan again as teams are getting ready for the draft, getting ready for free agency as well. Uh, it all comes to a head the end of February, beginning of March, and uh, that's why. Let's be honest, football is a year-round sport in regard to, uh, to sports talk radio and uh, and topics. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, we're going to get into some NBA talk and uh, a lot, of course, happening with the Nets uh, as well as the Knicks, but more with the Nets because of uh, the whole Kyrie saga that just it's it's like the never ending story. Here's a positive for Nets fans. They beat the Wizards last night, 125 to 123. Hey, now um, their next opponent is the Clippers. And that's tomorrow, which is really interesting because uh, I, I think Woj is reporting that the Clippers now in the mix conversation for a potential landing spot for Kyrie to be traded. So the Clippers, the Lakers, the Mavs, the Suns, uh, four of, uh, um, from what I understand, quite a few teams that, uh, that the Nets are, are communicating with. But last night, without Kyrie, he sat because of calf soreness. And it, it wasn't that he just sat. He didn't even show up, <laughs> okay? Um, Kyrie wasn't even in the building. So there's that. He wasn't even in attendance. Uh, I don't think I'm going out on a limb here to say I don't expect him to be in an attend in attendance on Monday either. Um, whether it's because he will have been traded by then, or talks uh, are 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 still continuing for the Nets. Trade deadline is Thursday at three o'clock. That's the trade deadline. I highly doubt that we will see Kyrie uh, on in a Nets uniform, let alone on the Nets bench at any point in time before Thursday. Just my two cents. Uh, but Cam, Tom, Cam Thomas came off the bench and put up 44 points last night. This is a, a, a Nets team. They rallied from behind. They were down 23 points. And by the way, this is the second straight game that the Washington Wizards were up by at least 22 points. They were up 22 points to the Portland Trailblazers the night before. And turn around and lost one twenty four to one sixteen. So happened again last night um, with them against the Nets. Um, so uh, the uh, the Nets again they were they were able to rally twenty three points down. Sumner had twenty nine points. Claxton had a double double with fifteen points and thirteen rebounds without Kyrie. Uh, but here's another negative, unfortunately, and that is Seth Curry. Uh, left the game early because of uh, oblique injury. Hopefully it's not too serious. So this is where the Nets team sits right now. We're going to get into uh, more specifics <clears throat> in regard to uh, what they need to do in, in their wheeling and dealing with a potential trade suitor for Kyrie because this is not a team that is in any way, shape, or, fil- way, shape, or form built for a rebuild. And based on the season that we've seen Katie have prior to him getting injured, uh, this, this, is, this is a Nets team that whatever, and I don't know if it means a two or three, a three or four team deal, they need to get back something in the point guard position that's going to keep them uh, active and attractive and competitive in the East. And so I'm, I'm sure that's, that's what the obstacle is right now. Uh, as for the Knicks, unfortunately, they lost to the Clippers, 134 to 128 in overtime. For a minute there, Knicks fans, if you were watching the game, uh, you had some high hopes. Why? Lake, uh, the, uh, the Clippers were up by 17 points heading into the fourth. And uh, Brunson, man, 40, what, 41 points last night? 
Julius Randle, 28. A lot of those 41 points were scored in the fourth quarter, and the Knicks were able to bring it back and send it into overtime, but just didn't have enough juice, right? Like, just, you know, uh, great fourth quarter, but unfortunately did not have enough juice in overtime. Kawhi had 35. Paul George had 30. So this is a Clippers team now. with, And, and this isn't a surprise, right? Like, heading into the season, I actually picked the Clippers to represent the West, barring that Kawhi and, and Paul George could stay healthy. With them healthy and the depth that they have on that roster, it's, it's, it's a really talented roster. It's a really good bench. And they've won seven of their last nine. So... And now again, they are in discussion of being a potential landing spot for Kyrie. You add Kyrie to that mix. I don't know about you. I I, I do believe the Clippers now become the favorite uh, in the West to represent the West. And I like them heading into the season. Like I said, the big caveat, obviously, was that Kawhi and Paul George could stay healthy. So we'll see. Um, this is a Knicks team. They're taking on the 76ers tonight. Tip-off will be at 6 o'clock. You'll be able to listen to that right here on 98.7 ESPN. Here's something really interesting. So um, this Knicks team, they're better on the road than they are at home. They have a better road. They have a better road record than they do a home record, which is pretty surprising, right? Because just how uh, great of a venue the garden is, one would think, you know, home court advantage there is, is priceless, but that's not the case for this Knicks team. And here is something interesting. They're the only team in the NBA that has a winning record with a losing home record. Does that make sense? Tom, Julian, did I did I did You're I verbalize good. that? Yes, did, did I verbalize that properly? Good did, job. They're the only team in the in the NBA that are they're above 500 but have a losing home record. The only team. It doesn't happen that often. Uh, so uh, so somewhat of an outlier situation here for this Knicks team this season. I guess that's a good thing, right? You're able to win on the road. You're hoping that uh, you could turn it around. Like, let's say the Knicks do make it into the postseason, which I do. Whether, you know, realistically, I think they're, they, they make it in as that play-in team and they win their first game and they make it in and they go to the first round. It's great. You, you know, you... It, and especially where they're at, right? If, if, if they do make it in as that play-in team, right? Like they'll have one more extra game on the road than at home. And this is a team that plays better on the road than at home. I guess, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to spin this in a positive light. You know, obviously you want, you want your team to win at home and have that home court advantage. But uh, this Knicks team, it is what it is. So, so <laughs> uh, we are with you for the next four hours. We're going to hear from Cynthia Freeland this hour. We're also going to hear from Fat Jack, professional handicapper, fatjacksports.com, uh, getting you ready for, uh, for the Super Bowl. We are a week away. If you were listening to the update prior to us coming into the show, uh, both the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, today is their travel day. They will be traveling to Glendale, Arizona. And then once they land, uh, it's, it's, it's just a week of nonsense. Um, trust me, I've, I've been to so many Super Bowls, at least the week of. I've attended two Super Bowls. I typically, I like to be home. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like to be at a stadium during the Super Bowl. I like to be home. I like hosting. I like having people over. Um, I like watching the commercials. I, I, I like the social aspect of watching the Super Bowl at home. But the week that is, is a pretty fun week. But it's a lot for both these teams. So typically, <clears throat> both teams have done all their preparation for their matchup already this past week. And they know now they're heading, they're heading to Glendale, Arizona. Uh, they're going to have a week of media day, or it's become media night now. It's, it's a primetime event, right? And they're going to be talking to the media. They've got all these events, all that. You know, it's, it's a lot of walkthroughs. Um, it's, it's getting them ready, obviously for the big game, but in a very unique and, uh, and, and not normal way this week. So it's, it's a lot of that. Uh, but Cynthia Freeland and fat Jack will jump on board with me to preview that, even though it is a week away, uh, Nick Friedel, who covers the nets was on with me yesterday. We had a very lengthy in-depth conversation in regards to the situation with Kyrie Irving. I thought it was a really good discussion. So 
I'm going to replay that for you uh, this morning around eight o'clock. If you missed that interview, it, 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 and, and you are interested in, in this whole Nets saga with, uh, with Kyrie Irving. I highly recommend you, uh, you, you listen to it. Also, Rich Samini and Jordan Renan, like I said before, they're going to pop on with a Jets and Giants update. And, uh, and we'll take your calls throughout. So uh, a lot of NBA talk, uh, a lot of NFL talk, getting you ready, obviously, for the Super Bowl. Anita Marks with you. This is, we're calling this our fantasy forecast. I, I know, no fantasy here, but uh, we're with you anyway. And, uh, and New York game day. Unfortunately, no Matthias Kiwanuka, no Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, but we're going to keep you entertained for the next four hours right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Chris just tweeted at me. I'm at Anita Marks, by the way. Thank you. Uh, It's not, and not is in big capital. It's not going to be 50 degrees today. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Especially not with the wind chill. Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Um, I'm sorry. Take that up with Alexa. Chris. She's the one who told me it was going to be. 50 today okay so your your beef should be with not me not me i'm just don't don't kill the messenger okay don't kill the messenger uh super bowl what is it what is it 57 right lv11 do you guys did you guys have to study that in 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 high school did you guys have to have to study the whole all the Roman numerals. Yes. At there some you go. at some point, I feel like I had to know at least like one through twenty, but I don't recall having to do like one through like one hundred or something like that. So the L obviously is the is is the fifty. The V is the five, and the one one is one obviously one one. So Super Bowl fifty seven. Right. I know. I know. No Ivy Leaguer here. Yeah, I, um, I, I didn't study up to 57 in high school, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> so, um, so there's that. Um, so the Eagles right now are favored by one and a half. The over-under is at 50 and a half. That's the line right now. Uh, keep in mind, when this line, just, just to give you some history here, when this line opened, Kansas City was favored, and a bunch of, uh, I like to call them wise guys, sharp money came I mean, just crashing in on on the Eagles getting the points, and then and then sports books, other sports books woke up and they were like, "Oh no, snap! No, Eagles got to be favored." I don't know why they would favor the Kansas City Chiefs. I, with all due respect, I just, you know, there. <laughs> if if you go to, if you go down the checklist, and and we'll do that today, okay? We'll go down the checklist in regards to. Um, you know, uh, position by position and, and who's, who's better, right? Let's have some fun with that. You ever do that guys? Like when you have to make, when you have to make a a decision in life and you make a a pros and cons list, do you ever do that? You ever sit down with a a piece of paper and a pen and you're like, all right, here are the pros, here are the cons and you help. And that helps you make the right decision. You ever do that? I don't know if I've ever ever like written down on paper. I know Jim Halpert did in the office. That's where I like know that idea from but uh i don't think i've ever like written it down i've probably done it in my head before but not like uh, actually like writing down my thoughts uh, you mentioned the office by the way I, I watched a really good movie last night uh called vengeance nice I, i've never seen it but it sounds like a great movie 
um it it, it actually it, it 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 is very it is very good I, I wasn't expecting it to be great I, I don't know about you a lot of times like if I'm home and I'm like ah, oh, what am I doing tonight nothing let me see if there's a movie on and I try to I try to research you know I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a good movie more times than not I'm like nothing here is is enticing to me like there's nothing that I'm excited to watch here you know I watched the little trailers so I came across I just happened to, to you know I was on I think it was like on Prime and uh, I stumbled upon this one it's called Vengeance I had never heard anything about it I had never heard any previews about it and I I, I watched I watched the trailer and I was like oh this this seems interesting this seems funny this seems kind of out of the norm and so I watched it and I didn't know the lead actor and um and then I was notified that um that he's from the office. I just, is it is it do I lose street cred that I've never seen an episode of the office? Is that bad? You lost a little bit of respect from uh, Tom Bauer this morning. That is my favorite show of all time. Is it really? The office is your favorite show of better than the Sopranos, better than Game of Thrones. Uh, well, better... I, well, I've never watched Game of Thrones and I never will, so I will uh say that uh most certainly over that. So you Sopran- must be so you so you're obviously you're like you're like you're like a comedy guy, right? Yeah, like I, I like sitting down and watching sitcoms. Now, Sopranos is a okay, fantastic Okay, so better show. let me ask you this because I'm I'm not I'm not a a sitcom gal. I'm not a I'm not that. But I did watch Shit's Creek and I loved it. Is it better than Shit's Creek? See, the problem is and you might be disappointed, I've never seen Shit's Creek. So, <gasps> I've I honestly don't know. Um, I've heard only great things about it. My sister absolutely loves it, but I've never seen it. Like, I, I got to catch up on a lot of different shows. Interesting. Okay. All right. We've, we've, we've learned a lot more about each other, Tom. A lot more about each other. Uh, so, back to the Super Bowl again. The uh, It opened up, and the Kansas City Chiefs were favored... Uh, and and I'm I'm not. Here's another thing. Like I just I don't understand this line either. Uh, with with it being one and a half, I just I feel head and shoulders. The Eagles are the better team. I really do believe that. The over unders at fifty and a half. I don't have a lot of conviction right now in regard to over under. And uh, once you hear the conversation with Fat Jack, you'll understand why. So uh, we're gonna hear from Cynthia Freeland. Her and I get into uh, some more specifics in regard to the Super Bowl. We're going to hear from Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, professional handicapper, uh, and then um, and then and then let's have some fun. And uh, and and I will take out that legal pad, and I will take a pen to paper, and let's go down and have a discussion in regard to uh, position by position, who who wins in that regard when it comes to Kansas City. And, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's have some fun with that. Also, Aaron Rodgers is teeing it up at Pebble. It is the Pro-Am, right? And, uh, and there are a number of fans out there, no surprise, right? It takes, co- it, it takes place over there on the left coast, who are trying to recruit him to go to the Raiders. Don't forget, Devontae Adams, his former wide receiver, uh, left and uh, went to the Raiders to play with his college buddy, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not there anymore. Uh, they're in need of potentially a quarterback. They do have Jared Stidham. Not sure if they're going to roll with him, but nonetheless. So there were a number of golf fans out there trying to recruit Aaron Rodgers to go to Las Vegas and, and reunite with uh, with Devontae Adams. I know a lot of Jets fans would like for him to come here. Again, we're going to hear from Rich Samini coming your way around 9 a.m. Jordan Renan is going to join us at 10 a.m. with an update in regard to what's going on with, uh, with the Giants and the contract talks with both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. So still a lot more coming your way. Um, Stay tuned. We come back. Cynthia Freeland's going to join us next right here on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. No football today, but we decided we're, we're going we're gonna to continue with our, our, our regular schedule. So with you for the next four hours, uh, talking a lot of NFL, obviously uh, sprinkling in some NBA, especially with uh, the, uh, the drama, uh, the drama king over there in Brooklyn with, uh, with Kyrie and uh, unfortunately the Knicks losing last night. They do take on the 76ers later on tonight. You'll be able to hear that right here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, the Super Bowl, getting you ready for the Super Bowl next Sunday. That's right. Eagles favored by one and a half. The over-under is at 50 and a half. Had Cynthia Freeland on my program yesterday. As always, I like to replay that segment for you just because she's so damn good. Uh, my first question to her was, uh, what side of the coin are you on here? Who do you like heading into the Super Bowl, Cynthia? You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think I still think that the Chiefs managed to pull this one off. Now, I'm going to put a little asterisk there because I understand McCall Hardman probably won't play, but if we're you know, facing losing, uh, if they're facing losing other guys on that, on, you know, on that receiving core, then I could, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. But at this point with what we know, I still think that the Chiefs are able to pull this off. One, I do think that they're the better team, the Eagles, but I do also believe that when you're looking at adversity and facing adversity, they haven't had to go through anything and work their way through it in like something like, I don't know, over a month, because remember, Jalen Hurts has a shoulder and Gardner Minshew played. And then the week that they played the Giants, the Giants were playing not their starters. And then they rolled on the Giants after taking a break for the, in the bye. And then they, you know, that was the weirdest, a really unfortunate game against San Francisco. And they rolled there as well. So they haven't had to overcome anything. And look what happens when Patrick Mahomes executes, like, quick strike offense. So when they're using tempo, you can't stop them. So Chiefs come out, jumps an early lead. It's going to be harder for them to work their way out because they haven't done it in so long. So, so a few things. Let's 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 spend some time talking about Kansas City. So you're saying Michael Hardman more than likely is not going to play. What are you hearing about Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster? What's the latest on them? Obviously, what you hear is that they're going to play because they're always going to say that until they're not. So the fact that we're hearing anything about McCall means probably he's not playing right. That's kind of my again. I nothing is for sure definite. You know, no one's been ruled out. It's not like that. It's just trying to read the tea leaves here a little bit, but. When you're trying to decipher how this all works, the fact that they're saying, like, it'd be unlikely for McCole to come back, that means something. They're saying nothing about the other guys. So, to me, I think they're playing even if they're not 100%. Um, uh, Willie Gay Jr., from what I understand, got banged up in the Cincinnati game. It's not like Kansas City's defense is anything to write home about outside of uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones. Secondary is very young, inexperienced, not very good. Uh, without Willie Gay, uh, it really opens up things for Dallas Goddard. But I haven't seen any injury designation from him. Uh, what What are you hearing about anyone from Kansas City's defense? You know, I haven't. I'm actually even more worried about Legarius Sneed because that 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 injury is really like very important because you know, they they usually have him play the nickel. They've actually had him come play out wide. I think the defensive back, this is a team that has given up the second highest, in the regular season, they gave up the second highest passer rating on downfield passes. Those are what next-gen stats define as 10-plus area attempts, and they've given up, like, the second highest passer rating on those. So that's a problem, kind of a big problem. But, look, if Sneed's not playing, again, I only go based on what I know. And right now I'm seeing, you know, pretty much full rosters. Plus, you know, it is the Super Bowl, so even if guys maybe wouldn't have gone if it was, like, week seven, they're going to go in this one. So, okay, so, so there's that. And, and uh, you know, there's some talk and speculation whether or not Patrick Mahomes in that ankle injury is a, a legit, quote-unquote, high ankle sprain as opposed to just an ankle sprain. Uh, what, what, what is your take uh, and what are you hearing about his ankle coming out of Kansas City? You know, it was interesting because I was just at the East West Shrine Bowl in Vegas where it was snowing because I had to deal with snow. I was like, this isn't, this isn't good. But I spoke to uh, one of the guys that had worked with him, 
you know, seeing Jeff Christensen, he's like one of those quarterback gurus. There's plenty of those out there. But this guy, you know, he's been working with Patrick a lot, like his whole career coming out of college. So it was interesting because he's like, you know, they have a whole plan for him. He's been working really hard in his footwork. You know, if there's anything you know about Patrick, it's like, well, okay, it could, it could look bad, but Patrick's going to somehow find a way to, to make it happen. Now, I don't think it's 100%. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't even know, like, the designation difference between high or regular ankle, whatever. Like, that's, that's a, I mean, obviously high ankle sprains are worse. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be, they're going to get him out there. Patrick's going to find a way. And you have to remember, this is a guy who threw the most short touchdown passes, so under 10 air yard passes in the NFL last season. So it's not like they haven't been using that short, quick strike game to get away from pressure all season long. So they don't even have to adapt that all that much. Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You see her all over the NFL network and she's with us each and every Saturday afternoon. So aren't we lucky? Um, I'm, I'm really intrigued about Travis Kelsey's performance in the Super Bowl, right? Because not that the, Eagles are the end-all, be-all when it comes to defending the position. They, they rank somewhere around 20th, but they have not had a tight end put up more than 70 receiving yards uh, against them all season long. And if you, if you look at, at, the, at the tight ends that they have faced, uh, they're, they're pretty legit tight ends, right? They're, they're tight ends that, do, that are a big part of the passing game, uh, but, but they have not allowed a one, an over 70-yard tight end uh his number i think is 74 and a half or 76 and a half something like that what what are your expectations for travis kelsey come next sunday well look look you're saying they have a lot of tight ends and i'm saying okay and because travis kelsey hasn't been lining up i mean he's lining up out wide they're using him all over the formation he's not you know the the position is interesting because when you talk about like giving up yards to a tight end you have to think about where they're playing from and that's just not where travis always plays from this season, you've seen him line up in all, truly all over the formation and be used all over the formation, in-breaking routes, out-breaking routes. I actually think Travis Kelsey is a – I think I like the over in that because I think Travis Kelsey, that's what they're going to be like game planning for two reasons. One, the two places to target the Philadelphia defense are the linebacker level, especially in coverage, and the second place to target it is going to be the safeties not named C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Those, the other two safeties, I mean, look, it's, it's not – they're not bad players. They're just not great players. They, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, they're bad. You have to target them for, for, because they're not good. I'm saying, you know, you have to find the weakest pot, spots. And, you know, Marcus Epson, Reed Blankenship is not the, the, the strongest parts of that defense. And Travis Kelsey, he's the strongest part of that offense, other than Patrick Mahomes, of course. What about the backfield? You know, uh, for, for a while there, we saw Jarek McKinnon uh, really come on strong. He was scoring a touchdown every game. I want to say even prior to heading into the postseason, he had nine touchdowns in six games prior to heading into uh, the postseason. But now I feel like it's, it's the Pacheco show. So what, what are your expectations in the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs? I, I think that both – I think that the running backs will both be really instrumental in this for two reasons. Watch Jarek McKinnon pick up the blitz. Watch what happens when he's, like, out. people who are bigger than him, Jarek McKinnon can really do a nice job blocking. Isaiah Pacheco, he has great yards after contact. So he's more like, you know, not to say he can't catch the ball, but, like, you know, he pounding ground, on the ground, like that kind of inside rushes situation, that's where you're going to use him. And it's interesting because, like, to me, that's one of the points where, you know, running backs picking up blitzes, that's something that is a, a plus and is a puts in the, in the plus column for, um, for Kansas City and is a question mark in the Eagles column. Because I don't think – I have not seen Miles Sanders really pick up blitzes very effectively and efficiently, especially when he's outsized. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. In, in looking at – let's turn our attention now what's going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And, and specifically offensively. I'm really feeling Goddard in this matchup. Kansas City has not been good against opposing tight ends. I want to say they've allowed nine receiving touchdowns to opposing tight ends this season. I want to say they rank 31st in defending the position. I also like Miles Sanders. Now, keep in mind, a blowout against the Giants and then unfortunate uh, you know, events that unfortunately took place in that 49ers game that just made it an odd game. I think that's a big reason why we've seen Gainwell as well as Boston Scott. 
this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. They are not good against opposing running backs. We know how good this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line is. I'm expecting a big game from Miles Sanders. And like I said, I like Dallas Goddard as well. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think I, I'm not as high on Miles, Miles Sanders. I know that it, you can run against this team, but I, I think it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Like, I think if you if you want to pick like nice running situation this one, it's going to be Jalen Hurts and maybe even a rushing touchdown. I'm staying away from Miles Sanders in it. I do like Dallas Goddard as well. I think that's a really smart option. To me, the most highly like the highest probability touchdown goes to AJ Brown. He just totally outsizes, outmatches all of their secondary, and I think that that size advantage will be something that they'll look to exploit. Um, I, and I think Devontae Smith is, you know, he really, it, the word I'm going to use is impressed me because it's not that I wasn't impressed with his physical capabilities, but if you go back and watch the beginning of that San Francisco game when things were still, you know, they, they still had Brock Purdy in the game, that, that catch that wasn't a catch, he turned to the sideline and he was like, hey guys, you should call that because it wasn't a catch. And he totally like, the gamesmanship there was amazing. So I have to say, like, I, I'm really impressed by that. Um, in addition to his physical prowess. But I just think, to me, the highest probability is A.J. Brown touchdown. Um, in regard to the defense, right, like 70-plus sacks this season, uh, we know how good Hassan Reddick is. Uh, they can get at you around the outside, through the interior as well. Uh, how do you think Kansas City's offensive line is going to hold up uh, against that front seven? I should say that rotating front seven, right? Because they've got so much depth there, Cynthia. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a problem. But I will say that, like, I, you know, picking up the chips, the, when they use two tight ends and, like, look at the other one other than Travis Kelsey, the, the way they're able to get chips and the way that they're able to add extra blocks and use, like, heavier formations to at least, I'm not going to say stop the pressure, but just, like, slow it down a bit. That has been very masterful and impactful. So I would imagine, like, it's not like they don't know it's coming, right? Like, this is not a team that's, like, all of a sudden, latter half of the season picks up their pressure percentage. It's something that has been going on all season long. So while I while I don't necessarily, like, I don't love it, I'd rather, you know, I want to see everyone play healthy at my desk here with me if you're, if you're on the side of Patrick Mahomes, which my model is. Um, you know, I, I just think that at the end of the day, like, they'll have some answers for it. It's not gonna, they're not going to stop it, and I don't think they're planning to completely stop it, but the workaround will be just enough of a efficiency and effectiveness to not keep banging their head or, you know, up on the wall with doing the same thing that doesn't work, right? That's what Andy Reid can do really well. I think if the Chiefs get off to a fast start and then can adapt to the pressure that's coming to them, then, it's the, Chiefs, then the Chiefs win. It's going to be a good game. Uh, again, I'm on the side of the Eagles. Cynthia's on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, she could change that. Uh, and w- time will tell. We will see. Uh, I know the teams are, are headed to Glendale. Typically, they leave on, on Sunday, and they arrive sometime late Sunday afternoon. And then the week of the festivities, are you heading to uh, Arizona? Are you going to be out there, Cynthia? I am. I will be there on Wednesday. We have tons of coverage, and we all kind of start – Wednesday is when I'll first be there, but I think we start on, like, Monday. But they kind of put the, the schedule a little bit different this week or this year than, than before. So it's a little bit later. Like, some of the media day stuff is just later. So, so you're going to be out there Wednesday. Are you going to be there for the game, or are you going to be back in L.A. for the game? Because I, I like – I oh, personally yeah, – no. I, like I like watching the game at home. Listen, we have an eight-and-a-half-hour game day morning on Sunday before the game, so – I don't think I'd have time to get home before before the game started. Plus, I want to see Rihanna in person. Ooh, okay. I'm I'm excited. Listen, it's so funny because I don't have you had this conversation with your friends. Like, I've got a mixed bag of reaction from my friends. I'm excited. I can't wait to see her. I think she's going to be great. Um, she's got so many hits. You know, one could sit back and say, okay, what's going to make it? What's not? The over under is nine and a half different songs. Uh, I'm on the oh, under. Think we'll over. You think we'll see over? over? Yeah. You think you think we'll see? T- yeah. You think we'll see ten, if not more, songs from her? Interesting. I I mean, like you don't have to play like you know how, what's what's it because the bars on her stuff is just so iconic. Like go to your like a mix where you can do one of those mixes like Rihanna Radio or something, and if you just it's just so many bangers. There's so many bangers. What do you think? What do you think she opens up with? What's my name? What's my name? Nana. What's I hope my name? so. No, no, what's my name? Uh, do you think we'll see Drake or Eminem? Do you think she'll have an appearance with uh, some of the, uh, the the cats that she's done, uh, she's collaborated with? 
I do. I, I, as much as I think she can hold it on her own, I just think that she's like one of those people who's going to surprise us. We had, like, we obviously had the ultimate collaboration last year, but before that, we'd seen kind of fewer collaborations. I think she's going to bring it back, and I think she just bring down the house. It's going to be so good. I'm excited, but it's interesting. I've got a few friends who are like, eh. I'm like, what are you talking about, people? Uh, anyway, before I, I let you go, any. Any, any, any latest, I know, you know, you're, you're with the NFL network. You're hearing a lot of things. Uh, any, any latest in regard to uh, what quarterback you think end up here in New York with the jets. If you, if you were a wagering woman and there was a, an, a, a prop bet out there, a futures bet out there, who, who would you put your money on? You know, I'm just going to say, cause I think it'd be fun to see Aaron Rodgers there, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't know. I truly have no idea, but it'd be fun to see Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to see him. And do you feel that uh, the Giants get a deal done with uh, Daniel Jones? I think they do. I think they do because I think Brian Dable is a really good coach, and I think he's going to be able to get even better with creating more opportunities for, for Daniel Jones to succeed. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over the NFL Network, and as she said, uh, they're going to be – front and center at the Super Bowl, along with ESPN, along with a number of networks, as we know, in Glendale, Arizona. She'll be out there on Wednesday. All right, we come back. Uh, I have put together a, uh, a pros and cons list. Well, it's not pros and cons. It's, it, let me rephrase this. So I put together a list um, of positions, right? Quarterback, offensive line, tight end, wide receiving core, running back core, Defensive line, linebacker, secondary, punt, kick, and coach. When we come back, myself, two producers, Tom and Julian, we're going to have this conversation. We'll open up the phone lines as well, 800-919-3776. If you want to get in on the conversation, call right now, uh, and, uh, and, and we'll get you in on the conversation as well. Okay, let's talk about uh, – and, and, and then at the end of this, we should know, all right, what, which team is the stronger team based on its roster? Okay, we'll do this next. Anita Marks with you on the Sunday morning here at 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... Even for a free ride right now, you guys can coach this team and they can succeed. <laughs> free ride. Whoa. Who said that, Tom? That was Julian Love on the uh, NFL Network when he was referring Whoa. to Nick Sirianni. Whoa. Free ride. Okay. All right. Those are fighting words, dude. All right. Um, let's have some fun with this. Again, Tom and Julian are producing the show. Phone lines are open, 800-919-3776. Uh, I put together a list um, of uh, breaking down every every position, okay? And we're going to, at the end of this discussion, uh, we're going to see which team comes into the Super Bowl with a better team, right? And, and, and here's another thing we need to consider, and that is what are we weighing here, right? So, for example... Let's start with the best, right? And that is the quarterback position. You know, I think we're all in agreement here, right? Mahomes over Hurts, right? Oh, of course. No doubt with that. No doubt about it. Sorry, Dirty Bird fans, but no, Jalen Hurts has nothing on Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't say nothing on Patrick Mahomes. I think Jalen Hurts has He's proven got his— nothing on him. I think he has proven that he is a good quarterback in the NFL, but I think we're all in agreement here. Even though—but here's the thing. Here's the conversation to have. And Julian, please feel free to chime in here. Even with Mahomes dealing with the ankle issue, still, still believe. Can we turn the music down just a little bit? I feel like I'm fighting. I love the music. Okay, uh, so I, I still do. Do we still feel that like a 
85 to 90% Patrick Mahomes is even better than Hurts. I, I do. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, yeah okay. I agree. Okay. Offensive line, no no discussion here, right? Like Kelsey, Lane Johnson, uh, you, you name that whole crew. Uh, when they were able to score four rushing touchdowns against the league's number one rush defense last week against the 49ers, that should tell you everything. Also, by the way, Kansas City, Orlando Brown Jr., in, uh, in Wiley, second and fourth offensive linemen who've whiffed the most this season. Just marinating that for a minute. So we're on agreement, right? Offensive line goes the Eagles. Oh, of course. Tight end. As much as I love Dallas Goddard, we got to give it to Travis Kelsey, right? Oh, yeah. No contest here either. Travis Kelsey all the way. Here, Here's something to consider. And, and again, we're not, I'm, I'm, we're going with, we're going with what, what divi- what uh, position group is the best, okay? But I just want to add this. The Eagles are defensively are better against opposing tight ends than Kansas City is, okay? Kansas City is th- ranks 31st against the position. The Eagles are somewhere around 15, 16 against the position. They have not allowed a tight end to, to put up more than 70 receiving yards against them this season. And their list of tight ends that they have gone up against are pretty admirable. Nobody like Travis Kelsey, but still admirable. Wide receiver, you've got Juju Smith-Schuster dealing with a knee. Uh, you've got Kadarius Toney dealing with an ankle. Hardman, who we just heard from Cynthia Freeland, uh, dealing with a pelvis, more than likely is going to be out. So you've got NVS and Watson potentially being the number one and number two option at the wide receiver position for Patrick Mahomes. Meanwhile, for the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. So I think we're all in agreement here. Wide receiver goes to the Eagles, right? Even without the injuries, the talent level of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown alone are far surpasses anybody that the Chiefs has. Uh, running back, you've got Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon for the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Eagles, it's Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and Boston Scott. We've seen Gainwell and Boston Scott score some touchdowns the last two weeks. Why? Because both games were pretty much blowouts. But keep in mind, Miles Sanders, one of the best running backs this year, uh, averaged almost five yards per carry and 80 yards per game. So I'm going running back group, Eagles. What say you? I hate Miles Sanders so much because he did absolutely nothing for me in fantasy last year, but this is the Eagles uh, category uh, as well. I like the tandem that each team has, but I'd favor the Eagles just a little bit more than the Chiefs in this case. Especially because the Eagles' offensive line, right? Oh, yeah. So um, on the defensive line, not to take anything away from Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark, but man, Graham, Cox, Hargrave, Sweat, and then just to think about this for a minute, guys, Jordan Davis... Uh, Linval Joseph and Sue come off the bench. It's just, it's dumb. One could argue that this might be the best defensive line in the history of the NFL. So D-line goes to the Eagles. Anita, this team had 70 sacks this year mm-hmm. as an entire team. That's not including just the defensive line. That's everybody. But yeah, that, that's a very scary tandem right there. Linebacker core, Hassan Reddick. Uh, you, you talk about sacks. He had, what, 16, 17 this season. 16. Mean- Meanwhile, keep in mind, Willie Gay Jr. is dealing with a shoulder issue. Uh, Kansas City also has Bolton and Dunlop. So uh, their linebacking core, nothing to write home about. So linebacking core, Eagles win that. Mm -hmm. No discussion there, right? Uh, Secondary, Kansas City has McDuffie. And by the way, Snead is dealing with a concussion. Uh, Granted, he's going to have to pass concussion protocol in order to play. Meanwhile, Bradbury, as we know, he left the Giants to head a few miles south to join uh, that Eagles crew, and they hit Darius Slay. So secondary, uh, Eagles win there as well. Yeah, they're just so, I, again, I think it's just another category where I think they're so much better than the Chiefs. Now, punting. Townsend is one of the best punters in the NFL. He averages 50 yards. His longest is 76. Uh, meanwhile, for the Eagles, um, and I hope I'm, I'm pronouncing this properly, uh, Sippos Sippos was placed on IR, so Brett Kern is now their punter. So uh, Townsend, again, regardless, Townsend is one of the best punters in the NFL. So Kansas City wins the punting uh, position battle. As for the kickers, now here, this is interesting, right? Butker, uh, he's, he's made 18 of 24 this season. Okay, not a great line. Three of seven from 50 yards or more. Meanwhile, Jake Elliott has made 51 of 53. 
He's made five of six from 50 yards or more. His longest is of of 56. So I'm going to go Jake Elliott here with the Eagles. But guys, keep in mind, these are two teams that go for it on fourth down a lot. Like, you know, it, it... I, I here's the thing. I do, I just I don't envision that this game is going to come down to a field goal. I don't. But still, I mean, we're going position by position. Uh, we've I think we've got to go Jake Elliott here. Yeah, talent wise, Bucker and Elliott I think are on an even playing field. As with to me, many of the kickers in the NFL, um, especially at the top of the league. But I would give it to which team can get down the field that I would trust a little bit more, and that would be the Eagles. So I'd go Jake Elliott and Coach. Uh, n- we we just heard the soundbite coming in. Uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, Love thinks he's getting a free ride, but listen, nobody better than Andy Reid uh, preparing for uh, for two weeks against an opponent, right? Andy Reid is American icon. Nick Sirianni is hated by so many people across this great nation, so I'm going with Andy Reid, no doubt about it. Okay, so in conclusion, okay, in conclusion, Kansas City, better quarterback in Mahomes, better tight end in Travis Kelsey, better punter in Townsend, better coach in Andy Reid. The Eagles, better offensive line with Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and that crew, better wide receiving core with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, better running back situation, not by a lot, but but one up with Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and, and Boston Scott, better defensive line with a ton of depth, and you're talking about guys that come in off the bench that very well could be starters and studs for another team. Better linebacking core, especially with Hassan Reddick. Better secondary with Darius Slay and Bradbury. And better field goal kicker by by a little bit. But again, I just these are two teams that rely so heavily on their offense and their passing game, and uh, they don't call on their kickers that often. Often, but Jake Elliott having the advance so so with that being said I, I mean listen we just we just broke it down right we just we really did a deep dive I guess my question is do, do folks out there do you still feel the line should only be one and a half if 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 the advantage that Kansas City has on the Eagles is Mahomes Kelsey their punter in Townsend and Andy Reid do you feel the line is what it should be at minus one and a half. 800-919-3776. We come back, we'll take your calls. Uh, Julian, Tom, I'd like to hear from you as well. More to come. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 90.7 ESPN.